are live. Welcome back to Welcome Be The Light. Season so good. Two. Yes. Welcome to season two. I'm so excited. So pumped for this. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I can't even... When was the last one? I just looked. It was like July 19th or something. It was so long ago. So much has happened since then. Life got crazy throughout the summer and we just didn't get around to it. Let's just be honest. It just... It wasn't on the forefront, um, but I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to start off season two and to really kick it off. And we decided we're going to kind of revamp how we do the podcast in general. And we really want to dive into the life aspect and how to go throughout life as we deal with our daily struggles and still be in the light and also overcoming the anger, the animosity, just the daily struggles of life that we all go through. Um, because I feel like it's often times that we don't really talk about our struggles that we naturally go through, um, as well as going through our faith walk. And people think that along, along your faith walk, you know, it's just this perfect thing, but there's so much that needs to be said. And there's so much that people don't realize that is normal in this walk. And I feel like it's important to come together monthly, weekly, however we do this, and just really talk about life and, and being a light that way we can shine for others. And you can take this and mosey on to your next place. So yeah, I think it's easy to, for us to sit here and quote scriptures of how to be the light and how to do things like that, but to actually apply it, like actually what is going on day to day and how are you being a light when it's hard? It's difficult. Yeah. It's easy to for people to, for you to just say it and people to think, oh, well, you know, she's the light, but you don't really go into what all it entails and what all you have to dive into personally and and realize your own triggers so that you can continue to be that light because for instance like how can you be a light if you're triggered in traffic and you're Mm. flicking somebody off you know like (laughs) those are just daily struggles that we as christians we as as faith believers and as as christ followers we go through you know like we get overwhelmed we get overstimulated and i just want this podcast to be somewhere where we as women can come together, we can talk about the daily things, the real, raw, and relatable, and we can we can link arms, and we can actually take life where it should be, actually. Right. Like, what are the things day-to-day that make you choose to be the light? Right. Because it is a choice. Yes, it is. And it's a hard choice. It is. <laughs> it is not easy. Like, just dealing with the monotony of your normal schedule and going to work, going to school, whatever you're doing, and just living with somebody you know like the whole nine is just not easy dealing with family and I just really wanted this podcast to be somewhere where we can come together we can talk we can catch up we can just lay it all out there and be vulnerable as as we need to be because I feel like that's what's really gonna attract our people you know agreed because I think we're at a a point in the culture that I've noticed at least that people are hungry for it Mm -hmm. they need positivity they want Jesus, you know, they want it. They just, I think it's just been so burned by the humans. I mean, let's be real. Like humans are the reason why we're at where we're at right now in the world. And if one human can make a difference, Mm -hmm. then, and we can spread what, what we go through. And if that relates to somebody else, they can take what we said and turn it, turn around in their life. And it's a, it's a, what do we call it? Domino effect. Domino effect. Yes, for sure. Because I feel like... I said waterfall effect. (laughs) 
same thing. It's, it's, fine. it's fine. Oh, man. It's just great to be back. I'm excited. There's so much that's happened since July. Um, so much. Let's, has let's just catch back up. Okay. Like, so, so, okay, I remember the last podcast we were talking about my car. It was going through so much oil. Mm-hmm. It had gotten totaled. I was still looking for a new car. Well, I just got one. Wow. Like two it weeks has ago. Been a long time. <laughs> it has. It has. It's almost been a year. I mean, let's just a little shy. Like six months. Yeah. Half a year at least. Um, got a new car. Uh, for those who don't know, I think you know, but for those who don't know, I had certain expectations for my new car, which is why I was so adamant about waiting on getting a new car. because um, I wanted like sixty five thousand miles or below a hundred thousand miles. Wanted blind spot, wanted touchscreen, wanted heated seats, wanted heated steering wheel, like all these things, you know. And so for the last, honestly, before my car got totaled, it's been like two and a half years I've been looking for a car, but I didn't want a car payment. And my car blew up like two weeks ago. So I had to buckle down and get a car payment, a car with a car payment. And uh, I was just searching and searching, just endless hours, endless hours with these certain expectations and went to this car dealership to test drive this car. I test drove a couple cars and I got this car. I don't know how I got the car. <laughs> it's not, it was not even in my expectations. It was not like, it was just so weird. And I feel like I've heard people say about, if it's the Lord, if it's the Lord's will, it'll just flow. It'll happen how it should. And I didn't really like understand because there's so many situations and scenarios where like I'm always nervous. Even if I'm like, Lord, is this you? Like, but, but I still get nervous. But with the car, it just flowed. And that was like, so for the first like week or two, I would look outside the window and like <laughs> secretly cry inside because it's like I woke up just any other normal day, laying in the bed, scrolling on CarMax, scrolling on all these places to look for cars, you know finding some, sending them to tan. I'd done that for hours for the last two years, you know, mm-hmm. and went to test drive some before and I went to test drive some to this day and it just happened. And it's just so weird how things like that just flow when it's, when it's from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit and it's, it's time yeah. because like, like I told my friend, I was like, I manifested this for the last three years, but manifestation is nothing without prayer and works. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me three years. Like there's been multiple times where I could have went out and bought a car and got this high car payment and but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the car that he wanted for me Mm -hmm. and I found myself all these years going through vehicles and they only last in two or three years and I kept telling Lord you know like I want a vehicle to last I want it to last and he made me wait a really long time but it was like I was stewarding it and everything that I had before it so that he can bless me with it so it was so crazy I just thought that was a cool story it is cool how they always say, you know, in God's time. And if, he, if the answer is no, it's because he has something better for you. And it's so true, though. It is. But it's so hard in that moment to, like, see that. Because it's like we get our hopes up and we're just... And, and, and that's our fault, you know, because we're, we're naturally... I guess that's kind of the worldly aspect of mm-hmm. it. But, like, it's so true how if it's his will, it will happen and it will flow and it will be at ease and everything. But... Let's talk about like when it doesn't work our way because we naturally just are selfish people and we mm-hmm. we get worked up and we get upset and so like in those moments how how do you get through those when it you think it's the will for you but it turns out that the Lord has other plans but you just can't see that yet. So how do you get through those because they they can be discouraging. 
Well, I'm going to complain for, yeah. <laughs> for a minute. Like, I'm going to grumble and I'm going to complain and I'm going to be upset because that's just the natural instinct, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, you know, just having the heart posture of knowing, like, who's in control. Like, you don't know who what tomorrow holds, but you know who holds tomorrow. Right. Having just the faith in that, honestly, is is easier said than done. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and say, well, I just, you know, I have faith that everything's going to be okay. Right. And I do. But on, it does take a minute to get there. Right. Because, like, here. Here's a story that happened to me the other day at work. Um, I went to a store, dropped off the product, and it's um, an independent store, so they pay me with a check or cash or check, whatever. Um and this was one of the days last week where the wind was just whooping, mm. like it was so windy. Um, so I get to, I'm at a store where I'm the same parking lot has two stores. And so I just park the truck in the middle. I go to one store, put my stuff up, go into the other store and then come back out and get what I need for the second store. So I was in, I got my check from the first store and I was walking back out to the truck to put all my stuff up into the truck to go into the other store before I knew what I needed to come back out to get it. And I was didn't have pockets that day. Um, so when I got to the truck, I put the check like inside the bed of the truck with my phone on top of it and was like, I'm going to stick this in the cab before I go in. And so I just throw my stuff up and I grab my phone and I walk into the other store. Never once thought about that check until I came back out of the store. I was like, oh, crap. Where's that check? Like, I know I didn't. I never saw it again. Right. I have no idea what happened to that check. So, you still don't know? No. I have no idea. My thought is the wind, like when I went to pick up my phone to go into the next store, like the wind took it or somewhere in between me putting my stuff back in the truck, like I have a dolly and boxes or whatever, right. throwing all that, like I may have bumped my phone and moved it and the wind took it. Like I'm convinced that the wind took it. Right. Because I spent 30 minutes after there, like, and the rain had started. So 30 minutes in the rain, like looking around for this check. And I was like, it's gone. Like, and I was praying, like, God, help me find this check. Like, right. have it, put it over there. Like, just blown up against a tree. Like, I need to find this check. Like, it was like a $300 check. Like, yes. it ain't no small, like, yeah. bite off of the brick or whatever. <laughs> but, um, so I was just like, well, crap. It's, I'm going to have to eat that $300 for sure. Um, and so I got, like, to a couple stops down the road, and I finally, like, text Jordan was like I just lost a $300 check and he was like what I was like yeah and so then he calls me and of course I'm not wanting to talk about this because I'm I'm just embarrassed and like don't want to admit defeat and things like that right which is natural and so Jordan was with his dad and his dad's like in the background saying well you can just call the guy and tell him what happened and he can call the bank and stuff and he can write you a new check like everything will be fine I didn't know. I didn't even know that that was possible. So I was like, "Oh wow!" Like they do that. Okay, but I still am like, "I do not want to call this guy and tell him like he's like inconvenienced this man. He's running a store, whatever." So I call him. He was so nice about it. He was just like, "There's you know this twenty five, thirty five dollar fine from the bank to stop the check." And I was like, "Yeah, you can totally take that out of my like. I'll pay for that. No big deal. Like I'd rather lose thirty five dollars than three hundred right okay and so through all that everything worked out everything was fine and so I sat down and I was like man you know what instead of praying for me like this is what I need God can you please help me find this check I should have been praying 
what are you teaching me in this moment? Right. Like, what am I learning from here? Like, what are you doing with this? Like, I kn- everything happens for a reason. I've never done anything like that before. Right. Like, and I told Jordan, I was like, you know, I was being really consumed. Like, I was upset, upset, like mad, like what? But instead, I should have just took a took a step back and realized this is a learning opportunity. Like, right. everything I've always said, everything's either a blessing or a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. And so when things don't go our way, when, you know, we pray and pray and things aren't happening or they're not happening the way that we want to, well, then maybe this is a learning opportunity. Right. That's good. You don't always get what you ask for. No, you don't. And be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And then what are you going to do? I asked for a new car and my car got totaled last year and I was like... Okay, because I wanted my car to be paid off. I wanted to keep it. Like, I'd been talking about it this whole time. And it worked out just like that. But I didn't anticipate my car getting totaled and then Mm -hmm. having to buy it back from insurance. So be careful what you wish for is definitely something like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So to piggyback off of that, my mom had an experience kind of like what you had. So she finally got a place. Praise the Lord. Because Mm -hmm. she's been without a home. She's been going through a divorce, you know. Um, and so she found this lady. So this lady had this old building in the back of her house. She used to do upholstery and then she turned it into like a apartment because she does, she breeds Boston Terriers. And so the people will come all over the world and they'll rent out that house, like an Airbnb for the night. And then they'll get the dog and go home. Well, the lady decided to turn it into a full rental and my mom was able to rent it out well she needed like 1700 bucks and it was like the day before and my mom had it but she had to pull it off of her bank and the most banks don't allow you to pull out but like 500 bucks at a time you know mm-hmm. and so she's like well i'll just send it to kenneth send kenneth 500 i'll send marissa 500 they can pull it out i'll pull mine out she had so cash out. yeah well she didn't discuss it with my brother beforehand um but she just sent it to him <laughs> beforehand and it come out it wasn't my brother. Oh, no. And she couldn't get the money back. Oh, no. And so, like, for, like, a day and a half, you know, she's trying to not worry. Like, she's a little worried because, like, what the heck? Why didn't I, you know, just confirm that was yeah. him before? So, she was kind of upset at herself for that. But then she she said, I felt calm. I, like, I felt at peace. And my brother was a little upset because he was kind of stressed, like, for her, you mm-hmm. know. And just talking to my mom after that, I was like, you know, you, you should have mentioned it beforehand just to confirm. That way you don't. That never happens again. I said, but I wholeheartedly feel like whoever that Kenneth James was, that that person needed $500. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, I feel like that too. I just hope this lady will, you know, let me pay her the rest of the money because she didn't have all the money to move in and it was the day before. And I was like, I think that she will, you know, but I truly feel like that person needed that $500. And so my mom went the next day to move in and the lady was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, you can make up the money and stuff. But I just, I felt so, I don't know how to explain it because it was like, it's, it, I mean, it's a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. you could be so upset. You could possibly not move into your house, you know. But, yeah. like, that peace she had and then that like reassurance I could give her. Like, because the Holy Spirit literally told me. Like, I knew and I was for certain that that $500 she sent to whoever needed it. You know, like, yeah. they needed it. And um, I just thought that was really cool. Well, I'm sure your mom learned a lesson there, too. Yeah, for sure. I, when you were telling it, so I was like that happens all the time I think we you know we see an opportunity we get so excited mm-hmm. and we're like yes this is it and we go 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 and it's like we stop listening mm-hmm. we and turn our it's ears like turn all off. right yes I got it and but it's like he doesn't just give you something and like he's with you the whole way the whole way um 
So that's what made me think about that is yeah. maybe next time she'll she'll stop and double check. For sure. But like at the same time, it was like it wasn't a mistake. Right. Because like the Holy Spirit knew what he was doing all along. The whole time. Even though in the worldly realm, it was an accident and mm-hmm. a lesson learned for her that she needs to, you know, double check yeah. who she's sending money to. But like in the spirit realm is like he knew, he knew what, what he was, he was doing, doing because yeah. that person needed the money, you know. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool. That is cool. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I want to start a game. Okay. With season two. Okay. Um, I'm going to call it the like, um game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, please take a tally of how many times I say like or um during this. During the whole thing. Between you and I. The whole episode. Because I am trying to hold myself accountable <laughs> to not do that. Um, just leave a comment what the number is because I know I'll go back and I'll count. Uh-huh. And then we'll do it giveaway or something. Yeah, something. We'll make merch. That's definitely, that's weird that you say that because um, <laughs> I've been praying to like strengthen my speech and my communication and like an um and like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I just kind of get like fumbled over my words. And I think part of it is because like my brain's a squirrel and I talk fast and it's crazy. But yeah, definitely if we say like or um too many times, let us know how many, that way <laughs> we can get a grip on that. Yeah, and we'll like try to get them down every episode. For sure. So another thing I wanted to do um, starting in season two, well, you actually mentioned it, was um, if we read something to kind of read it on the podcast and take do a little takeaway on it. Um, what did you have? Oh, I was just going to randomly flip to something in my Bible oh, that okay. I have highlighted. I like that. Yeah. Do it. Right now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me when to stop. Stop. All right. I got me find something here. There's no highlighting. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, first highlighted. All right. We are in. Ooh, this is interesting. Laminations chapter three, verse twenty-two through twenty-three. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great <laughs> is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Wow. wow. That is literally your verse. Wow. How many times does Marissa say, his mercies are new every day to me? Mm-hmm. I could, I'd be a millionaire. Always. Because they are. And I feel like that was something that I didn't realize. And I feel like we always, we, we hold on to. We hold ourselves to a way higher standard than we should. And I, through this book, I started reading this book called Unoffendable. And it's made me realize not giving myself the grace and the mercy that I need is kind of an offense to Jesus because of all that he had to endure on the cross. And because of that, we are free, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, we need to give ourselves that forgiveness because it's kind of like a slap in the face if we don't, you know, like, and we expect other people to forgive us. Why can we not forgive ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know? And so like the daily mercy and the grace, even like, I try to remember that even when I'm arguing with like family members, excuse me, or something like the next day I'm like okay well that was yesterday Mm -hmm. you know like of course there's some things that still have to be talked about in certain scenarios and situations but I try not to hang on to that negative emotion towards that scenario the next day Mm -hmm. because why I mean the Lord doesn't so why should we you know Um, something I wanted to read so I've been reading this book I actually just finished it called Unoffendable Um, Miss Karen at church gave it to me shout out to you shout out (laughs) it was so good it was so good it it is a little difficult to get into at first if you're not a squirrel you don't really know how the brain works (laughs) if anyone out there's brain is not a squirrel (laughs) let me know because I don't know how that would that's impressive yeah so this book is a little hard to get into but once you get into it it's really good um but there was a few points in here that I had highlighted and I really wanted to kind of go over and um, this verse is James 1, 20. 
um, from the English Standard Version. It's, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And then later on, in like four chapters later, he goes back to talk about, and it says, when we recognize our unsurprising fallenness and keep our eyes joyful open, joyfully open with the glorious expectations, we're less offendable. Why? Because that's the thing about gratitude and anger. They can't coexist. It's one or the other. One drains the very life from you. The other fills your life with wonder. Choose wisely. And I feel like that's really important because we wake up and we, we wake up with expectation. We wake up with expectation of having to go to work, having to take care of our kids, having to do this, having to handle the house, the whole nine. And we don't really immediately think about what all that we're grateful for, whether it's just to wake up or whether it's to be able to get the clothes out of the dryer, or the electricity being on or the food that we're going to eat for breakfast. And it's so important to to really focus on that because what you put your mind to is where your thoughts are going to go. And you have a mechanoreceptor in your brain. It's just like if you get a new vehicle or your friend gets a new vehicle, they, you start to see it everywhere. Mm. You have to... What con- was that word? The mechanoreceptor in is your that brain. that what that's called? Mm-hmm. And just like like I said, it, yeah, I've started seeing Toyota no. Camrys every single way. 100%. Now, I can spot a Nutty Buddy truck from a... <laughs> 20 miles away. I'm exactly. not even kidding you. And it's because that's, it's it's on the forefront of your brain yeah. on that mechanoreceptor. And so we constantly have to be looking for the gratitude in our everyday and everything. And otherwise, we'll be able to find anger and stuff like that. And it's always a choice. Mm-hmm. And something I've been doing, and I didn't even realize I started doing it, but it was it was so simple. And it's like, when I go to the store to buy something, I'll even say, thank you, Lord, for letting me for allowing me to be able to purchase this, mm-hmm. you know, because like, first of all, it's not a necessity. I do not need to get my lashes done or mm-hmm. I don't need to get my, you know, but like, it's still a, such a blessing because a lot of people don't get to do that. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't get to have those things. And even the things that we think are normal, a lot of people don't get to have, you know? And so I think it's important to constantly have the gratitude on the forefront and to wake up every day and at least think of three things. And, and sometimes I feel like we can get caught up in, and we'll constantly say the same three things. Or like, I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like even the small things is like the sunshine to today, right. or just to go check to walk to check the mail to be able to walk. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how many stories I've heard of people being having a perfectly able body, and then and then they don't anymore, and they realize how much they take that stuff for mm-hmm. granted. You know. So just I think it's waking like, up every day is a true blessing. Yeah. Coming back home after work every day is mm-hmm. such an underrated blessing because people go out for work and they don't get to come and back. They don't home, come back, and, you know. Yeah. Or just, just, and just the the impact of constantly having gratitude on your mind completely changes your spirit. It calms you, it relaxes you, and just it it actually gives you that that little bit of hope that you kind of you know you do have things, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't mean. You know, me saying I'm thankful for my house, I'm grateful for my house, that doesn't mean I, I don't want to build a house one day and I, there's not things in my house that I want to change. And that doesn't mean I'm ungrateful either. But it's important to constantly have that gratitude. So I want us to talk about our, um, our experience at church the other day. Oh, that was so <laughs> wild, y'all. I've told everybody about um, that. So, because you said have gratitude on your heart, um... And that just reminded me of this verse. So it's Philippians 4, 6 through 8. I'm just going to read it real quick and then we can talk about it. And it says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. 
Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding, true, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the significance of this verse. Um, this time last year was actually when I started looking for a new job. Right. Um, and I was driving to Nashville every day, miserable, not because of the job necessarily, because it was just COVID and all that had just really, what I thought was going to happen wasn't going to happen. Now, looking back, I'm so grateful for that opportunity because God knew what he was doing with that. But then... At the end of this, I was just so, like, I felt no, like, life in me. Like, I felt so, like, mundane, like, day-to-day, like, just driving back and forth. Not really feeling any kind of, like, purpose in the world. Like, what am I doing? I'm not growing at all doing this. Like, I, I just think this season is up, pretty much. Like, what's next? And I had this verse... I printed it out and posted it in my office at that job and in my truck because I was in my truck at least three hours a day in traffic. <laughs> so that helped, that in comes the don't be worried about a thing right. and stress because would, I would always be so stressed in the car. So I posted this verse in front of my face literally until I became this verse, mm-hmm. until I was saturated in prayer, being thankful every single day for being able to drive to work, having gas in the car, like having a job, even though it's not ideal, whatever. Like I posted this and, be- and just became this verse. You said you saturated yourself in this until you became it. And I feel like that's a big thing that people don't realize is you have to continue to saturate yourself and be consistent in whatever it is until you become that. So this is, I mean, this could be your faith, your fitness, anything. You Mm -hmm. have to saturate yourself in that to become that for sure. Right. And even if that is posting, like go to the gym every day in front of your face, like whatever it takes. If it's something like you want, you have to put in the work to get there. But anyway, so Eventually, I did get a new job, and you guys know all about that. And so I got a work truck, and so I wasn't driving the truck with where this verse was posted in every single day, but I still knew it was there. And something that's new with me is we just got a new puppy. Um, So a couple weeks ago, Jordan was anxious about leaving the dog in the house to go to church, like for a couple hours, because that would have been the first, you know, time we weren't there with the new puppy and the two dogs and he was just anxious and nervous about leaving them alone in the house and like I get it same like I have the same feelings but I you know I just pray and know that it's gonna be okay whatever the outcome is is what it's meant to be you know that's what's and so I just remember leaving the house being so like just frustrated at him for letting like little things I mean maybe it's not little but kind of a little thing get him so anxious and like to where you can't even leave the house for a couple hours I was just just so annoyed and I remember walking out the door like upset at him and hopping in the truck where the verse is my daily driver or my weekend driver now um and I I saw the verse and I was like hmm I was like you know I this verse is on my heart now like it is my everything like every day like I don't need it to be posted in front of me to know exactly what the words are you know I was like, I think Jordan needs this now. So I hopped out of my truck, took it, and put it in his truck, knowing he wasn't probably going to go anywhere in that truck today, but eventually he would see it. Right. Um, so then we mosey on, or I mosey on to church, and, and you were there, and, and we started worshiping, and I don't know exactly what it was, but we just started talking about, do you remember what it was that made, it was during worship, we were just kind of talking 
about our frustrations with the men in our lives, about how they feel like they can't let go of a situation. Like they have to have the control and there's so much anxiety and stress that comes with that. And we were just like, yes. And then how we don't really understand. Like why you can't just be okay knowing that, you know, God's in control. Right. And, and then it was like the next song was like about stress and depression and stress and depression will let me go. And yeah, we're looking at each other like, wow, that's crazy. Um, and then it was like the next song was like, same thing. And we were like, man, it was like our words circled around the room and came back to through the Holy spirit. It was so crazy. It was like the words that came out of our mouth were then in the songs that we were singing, Yeah, which was crazy. But the crazier thing was when we sat down for the sermon, it was on this verse, right? Literally Philippians four. And we're like, we oh my god. Snapped our necks at each other like <laughs> oh my and if that doesn't tell you like God's listening, like mm-hmm. he hears you, I call it a God wink. Yeah. And that one was more like a God pick pick me up and yeah. threw me over his shoulder <laughs> and was like, like I got on. you. <laughs> but no, really, and I feel like that's where you have to saturate yourself in that to where because that's how he talks to us. Mm-hmm. And if we're not open and we're not looking and we're not searching then we're not going to find. And just like the Bible says, knock and you shall knock and it shall be open, mm-hmm. you know, seek and you shall find, you know? And I feel like we have to, we have to do that in every aspect of our life. Like we have to do that in our faith. We have to do that in our emotions. We have to really dive in and just, and understand ourselves that way. Because what I've learned in the past year is like the way somebody treats you is not a reflection of, how they feel about you. It's a reflection of how they feel on the inside about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm really big on. I really want to be big on this year is because like, I realize a lot of people are struggling internally and we don't see it externally. Mm -hmm. And, but what we do see externally is the negative that they put out and we take it offensively Mm -hmm. because we think it has to do with us when at the end of the day, it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves on the inside. So I want to make it apparent to like really dive into myself. That way I can understand how I work. And then that way I can understand that I can stop taking everything so offensively because like I understand that, you know, somebody might've yelled at me yesterday and cussed me out, but like it really wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. It's really what they have going on inside. Mm-hmm. And to be able to understand people and to, and to love people where they are and to meet people where they are so that I can truly like, guide them and be that love that they need to see. Um, I have to understand myself and like take it, take it a little back, you know? Yeah. I could definitely take a lesson out of that book. I hear all the time, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Um, like how often do, like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, um, are we like all the time and instead be like oh maybe they're actually going somewhere like they need to get to you right right now because how many times have you been in a hurry and like you've got to go and you do some questionable traffic maneuvers and but it's like if they only knew what i was like trying to go to right now they you know right yeah it's just me yes but i feel like people where they're at saying if they only knew that that's that's all you need to if if we only knew Mm -hmm. that's all that's the only saying that if we only knew what people had going on in their lives what if they what we if we knew what they had going on in their marriages with their families with their kids with what they have going on personally you know a lot of people walk around this world with a smile on their face but struggle with so many insecurities and and really don't like life and i feel like that's another big thing for this podcast is to I want to bring light to the world in general. Like I want to 
I want people to really see because I was also in such a dark place and I was also a really negative person. I also, you know, wanted to die and commit suicide and stuff. And I want people to see like there's so much more to life. The simpler you get and the more you like really dive into cut out the world, cut mm-hmm. it out. Like because that it causes so much noise and causes so much more of these negative emotions inside that I feel like we really don't even need. I've done a lot of soul searching and I've turned off like a lot of social media mm-hmm. here in the last probably six months. And it's go- it, like, it's, I can tell even the few times I do get on there even more, I'm like, dude, no, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Like I want it. It's I want it to crash anymore. Completely. Yeah. I want TikTok to crash. I want, I want Facebook to crash. I want uh, Instagram to crash the whole night because I feel like it also, we struggle with our attention span. So mm-hmm. like now before we would scroll, we'd read posts. Now TikTok is like seconds and like, People cannot, you cannot even sit in a room in silence or sit with somebody and conversate with somebody Mm -hmm. without wanting to get on your phone and have this like quick entertainment. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that is a negative aspect when it comes to really being able to hone in and ground yourself spiritually because it does take you to sit down in silence. It Mm -hmm. does take you to soul search and to dive and it takes you to have to turn your phone off and people can't do that right now with TikTok. I think... Well, and social media in general. When I remember when Instagram became a thing, uh-huh. freshman year. Yep. I mean, maybe it came out like early, but that's when I f- like mm-hmm. I got my first iPhone freshman year of high school, and I remember like Instagram was just becoming a thing, and it was, and then like slowly all these like Snapchat and all mm-hmm. these. I don't. I never downloaded TikTok because I was like, no, I already. I did, have, but I down. I deleted it like two weeks later because I, I, I saw hours. what it was doing to like everybody. How they could not get off of it. I was like, no, I have enough t- trouble trying to get off of my phone as it is. I don't need that, and I'm so glad. Like I have not caved. Like and yeah, I, I will wear that badge of honor. Yeah, I do the not only have TikTok. The <laughs> only TikToks I see are the ones that like Tanner or Tara yeah. or somebody will send me because now it's like I no, but like it, like you were saying it's. It's like it had to become more and more instant mm-hmm. because our brains were just, it'd be, once you, I feel like once you've done one thing, you you keep searching for more and mm-hmm. more and more. And like, eventually it's going to run out. Like, eventually you can't just have a millisecond of a TikTok. Like, right. but that's the thing about the Bible is like, it's never runs it out. It never it's, runs out. It's always something new. It's and even just reading, learning about yourself. You don't have to read the Bible. Just any book, anything you read, right. like it's just constant. It's something new. You know, I've read, I've read the Twilight series about five or six mm-hmm. times all the way through. Um, and every time I read it, I'm like, wow, I didn't you notice that the new. first time. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about the Bible. Because I'll highlight stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll know, like, what, I'll know when I highlighted it, like, what was going on, kind of what was speaking to me. And then it'll be like, like, I just, this just happened, like, two weeks ago I came across the verse again and it was highlighted but because of where I'm at in this season of Mm -hmm. life now it spoke to me completely different and I feel like that's why we really need to turn off the phones and like tune into life and really dive in to our faith and our spiritualness I'm not saying you have to you know everybody's different everybody believes different but I think it's important for us to tune into ourselves and to our spiritualness Mm -hmm. and to our faith and really figure out because a lot of people don't know what they believe either Mm -hmm. because there's so many distractions from the world that they don't know you know they they might they might say they believe in God but they don't know Mm -hmm. you know because they're over here worshiping this you know what I'm saying I feel like there's so many distractions that just needs to be turned off 
Well, I think it's also, yeah, you don't necessarily have to completely cut out social media. I think you just need to be aware of what you're consuming. Right. What, how it's making you feel. Is it making you feel better about yourself or worse? Right. Like, I know sometimes I'll watch something about some girl is like doing like a little, like some people will post their TikToks on Instagram or whatever. So I'll see them on there and she's like. Just, like, filming herself, like, sad and, like... Crying. And, like, all these little words pop up all over, and it's like, well, I'm this, this, and this, and And I'm like, that's just depressing. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you post that? But she's got a 100,000 comments saying, you know, oh, you're okay, girl. Like, And she's getting her validation from the comments. Right. And... I just I But I feel like it's still not the validation that we need. No. Because no, it's never gonna be it, enough. It's never gonna be enough. It might because first it might of all, be, you don't even know these people. Right. And it might be fulfilling, it might feel good in the moment, but at the feelings are, are ever gonna flow. So that that feel good is gonna go away. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna go back to that low spot that you were at before you got those those comments on mm-hmm. your post. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's where I really feel like we need to yeah. Take a step back and like dive into yourself. Like 2023 needs to be like a self diving yeah. into. Like so people can understand because a lot of times people don't even understand why they're upset. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't even understand why they're triggered or what caused them to be so mad, you know? And if we could really understand ourselves, then I feel like we could be a light for other people. Absolutely. For sure. Good stuff. There was one more thing I wanted to go back to when you we're talking about making a choice, like everything is a mm-hmm. choice. Um, choosing to not be offended or choosing to... Which is hard. Yeah, choosing to, you know, be anxious about... You know you're feeling anxious about something, but you choose to say a prayer and trust in that. Right. And trust that whatever God's going to do with the situation, He's going to do, and this is what's going to happen. So, I kind of had a Judas dilemma this week. Mm, let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, at Bible study on Wednesday, we were in John chapter 17, is what we did. And I don't even remember what it was that got, Judas got brought up, but um, they were saying, you know, God, Jesus always knew that Judas was going to betray him, mm-hmm. but he, he ate with him and dined with him and loved him and treated him just... Just as he did everybody else, but he knew what was going to happen. And just like God knows what's going to happen with our life. Like, he knows our start to our finish. He knows every single day. What, like, and here's the dilemma, okay? Um, So, if, and, okay, here's where, where it went. All right, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how Jesus was with God from the beginning. Jesus has always been always will right. and always has. And so, when he came to earth, that wasn't like, I mean, he was born as human, but he's still always been. Right. So he has, even before he was born as a baby in Bethlehem, he knew what Jesus was going to do. Right. The day God said, let there be light, he knew what Jesus was going to do. So if he knew that, (laughs) why? But here's why. is because Judas had every opportunity to not. not. But we have still did. And that's it. People, I feel like free will gets such a, it's so confusing because people are like, if God is so good, why? If your God is so faithful, then why? If, And I'm like, well, let's look at the consequences that came from what happened. Like what, let's look at the context clues around your situation 
because God's not going to stop your free will. If he gave it to you, it's yours. It's You're going to do with it whatever you're going to do. And he knows what you're going to do with it, but he's not going to stop you from doing it. He's right. going to give you every opportunity. Right. But you still have to choose to choose him or to choose joy or to choose life or to choose truth, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. To choose to not be offended, like to choose to not do the international sign of distress and traffic. So... <laughs> I love that. So there's my <laughs> international sign of distress. But it was whenever I remember her saying, like, you know, God knew what he was going to do, and Jesus knew he was going to do it, and I'm like, well, why didn't he stop him? Right. But it had to be done. It had to fulfill the scripture. He had every choice to not. You know, God would have made it work one way or another, but he chose right. the money. Mm-hmm. He chose 30 a silver lot of people, coins. We, we, I feel like a lot of, and we, I mean, I can speak to myself can sometimes we put money before anything well, because and that was i was gonna like earlier with your mom how she she saw the opportunity she got excited mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what judas did he right. got so excited but he never stopped because i mean we don't know i'm we might know i don't know we don't know his financial situation you know he could have been hurting for money and it was just been the opportunity he thought that he was looking for by making this money yeah. you know what i'm saying but we, we never know and i feel like a lot of times we get so caught up in the worry of we can't pay our bills, we can't do this, we can't do mm-hmm. that, you know. And the first opportunity that comes about, we instantly take, mm-hmm. but it could also hinder us well, I think in our walk. What it was was his the position of his heart was mm-hmm. not on thankfulness or right. you know, he's looking more big picture, not on what's what's right here. Right. I think that's what it comes down to is where is your heart positioned? Are you position to offend or are you positioned to understand like exactly what could that what could have made that person do that or act a certain way or say a certain thing or exactly it, but you have to choose to have that mindset and to take it's always a choice and I something I've really been working on is to literally just take a second when oh, something yeah. happens to you pause like don't I mean your immediate re- reaction just catch it like mm-hmm. don't and, Literally, and that's, sometimes that's what it's yeah. like it feels like that because it's yeah. like hold on let me just yeah it's like I walk into a store and somebody has this attitude with me like blah, 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 and I'm like okay wait a minute yeah or the working at the bar y'all it's yeah. some of those people man I'll just have to like literally you, know you have to catch your tongue yeah like, like it, it's it. like a, you catch it with your teeth <laughs> Stop. Um, you had mentioned something earlier that was like, if you said something like, why, when it comes to Jesus, mm-hmm. pretty much. And if he knows what we're going to do, why? then why? why? Why does he allow bad things why to happen? Why this? Why? Yeah. yeah. And so if he's so good, why? And I wanted to read this part in this book because it really stood out to me. I posted it. From your unoffendable book. Yes. Oh my gosh, y'all. This is by Brant Hansen. Unoffendable. He apparently made another one and added two more chapters. So I thought that was pretty cool. But so it says... Read what one listener had to say. Brant, I listen to your show and have noticed that you tackle a lot of issues and thoughts that most of people avoid when discussing Christianity. I appreciate your honesty and thought-provoking commentary on Jesus. In saying that, I thought you might have a thought on something that I'm struggling with. In the Bible, Jesus says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11.30 I feel like my walk with God can be really difficult at times. I know Jesus paid for my sins, but I constantly feel guilty about bad decisions I have made in the past as well as the daily struggles I face as a human. I guess in a way, I don't understand how God can constantly extend his grace to someone who messes up so much. Do you have any thoughts? And then he responded and said, hey, Jacob, great question. I've certainly 
felt this way before. I think most have. An odd thing I noticed when The Passion of the Christ, the movie, came out. I remember so many people saying, why did Jesus have to put up with all that? Why was it so bad? Why did he have to be flogged and mocked and spat on and beat up and nailed up in front of everyone and then speared? And then later, when we were considering our sinfulness, we find ourselves asking, can God really forgive me? I've done so much wrong over and over and over. We should connect those two things. When we consider our sinfulness, consider what God has done for us. Is there anything left? Anything he didn't cover? Are we so bad that Jesus needs to suffer again? Did he not go far enough to cover my rebellion or yours? No way. I'm not that special and neither are you. There's not one thing left undone. Not one more punishment God has to take on our behalf to meet the demands of the law. Nothing. It is finished. Jesus said, the law has been fulfilled, completed, done. And if that was too subtle, the curtain that divided God from the sinners was ripped into two. And this is why, too, Jesus said, those needing rest could come to him and find it. People are positively beaten down with guilt, beaten down with demands of religion, including the Christian ones, and feeling like they can never measure up. This is because they can't, but Jesus can. He fulfilled the law on our behalf. The work is done now, and it's not about what Jacob does or Brant does or Marissa does, but what but what about Jesus but about what Jesus already did. Price paid in full. There's nothing left. Some people excuse me. Some people won't like this. They're afraid if you believe this, if everyone believes this, everything will turn into chaos. They think once you realize how good God really is, you'll be out of control. They'll say they'll say now grace is great, but grace, but beware of those people. There's no but. If you put on Christ, there is no more condemnation. And as we grow in love for God, as we realize we are no longer under the law, but led by the spirit, good stuff flows from us. His yoke is easy and the burden is light for those who understand this. It does not mean that living a life of love will always be easy. Forgiving others never is. It does not mean that Jesus' yoke, his teachings are not the complex. Here's how to keep the law better. Teachings that so many rabbis offered. Love the Lord your God with all you have. Love your neighbor. That sums it all up. That's how he wants us to live. And your righteousness isn't the issue. His is. Final answer. Weirdly, this is also a blow to those of us who grew up suspecting that we weren't pleasing God unless we felt kind of guilty. We want it to be about us, but it's not. Use your guilt to drive you back to Jesus, to drive you back to the truth that for those in Christ, there is no condemnation. Use your guilt for that and then drop it. The pressure's off. Soak it in. Take a deep breath. You know what? Let go of all that guilt because of the gospel. The news that brings joy can free you up to even to be even more of a blessing to people, and you will be. And I feel like that was so good because I got chills. there's so many, yeah. I feel like we, we constantly feel like we're not good enough. We're not measuring up. And like it put into a way of like, Jesus went through all of this stuff for us. Like mm-hmm. we need to give ourselves that grace because yeah. like you said, it's like a slap in the face. It is. Because he, he did went through, through all so that much. So like, you I could. could not imagine. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times with religion in general is they're so stuck into the laws that they feel like. That it is what you do. Exactly. And mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not fulfilling the law to a T, then you're damned, you well, know? Well, and that was the problem with the law. Nobody could fulfill it. We Nobody couldn't. could keep every single rule, every... There's no way in heck I could. But, I know for a fact. But Jesus did. And... Which is insane. Jesus was perfect. He kept the law perfectly and got everything we deserved. And because he went through all of that, you should not feel any shame or sorrow. Right. And I get I get and it. And that's why it's daily mercy and <laughs> yes. grace. Every day you have to start fresh because we are human. And that is what the grace is for. He 
He gets it. Yeah. He was I have here, to definitely remind myself it. that. He gets it. Um, what was I going to say? There was something you said. Oh, um, you were just talking about how it's hard for us to not have the shame and have the guilt or the insecurities. And I've even been able to recognize the enemy's voice in my head now mm-hmm. just because I've become... I just know the truth now. You like I so know saturated truth. in yeah. it. And I know, like, I... I, the first time I caught, caught it, I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. wasn't me. Right. That was not me. That wasn't you. That was the enemy. And I stopped him. Mm-hmm. Like I, re- the things in my head were going, you know, I was spiraling and I was like, wait, no, it was about the Wednesday night podcast that we started at church for mm. Suzanne. And it was like, he was just like, no, this is not going to work. Like nobody can, the audio sucks. Like, right. Just all the oh, things. Oh, he was working on mm-hmm. me with today, y'all. And, like. and I remember. I just remember going, no, like, no, that's not true. That's such a lie. Um, But I was going to go back to this Philippians 4 verse where it says, um, God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding. Mm. It's so, like, speechless. Like, I have, I don't know how to explain it to you because it's so overwhelming and it's so good and it's so, it's amazing and it's all there for you. You just right. have to accept it and choose it every right. day. Yeah, you have to choose it for sure. You said um, it's all a lie. Just a minute ago, you said you had these thoughts the, and the they were spiraling and everything. And you're like, no, it's all a lie. And I feel like a lot of times, if you don't know the truth, then you don't know it's a lie. So and true. so because you know, and I'm growing to know and stuff, and of course we're not nowhere near where we want to be, There's always more. but there's always more, but because we know the little truth that we do know that we, we can recognize when there's a lie. But if, if there's people out there that don't dive into the Bible, they, they don't dive into their faith. They don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. So the, they think that the what lie sounds good, and the it lie sounds, like sounds the truth, good, but it's a lie, but it's a lie. And you don't know that until you know the, the two, the two total truth. And you're completely confident in that and you put all your marbles in that and you that the little anxieties and stress of the day that you're still gonna stress and be anxious it's gonna happen but you can take a second and say i know truth Mm -hmm. i know it's gonna be okay and then (laughs) the weight that comes off when you just stop the lies in their track Mm -hmm. is insane it's insane and you're just like wow like okay it's crazy. It's crazy to, to and now even, I'm like waiting for him again. Yeah, because it, it's it's pop him it's in quicker. The it's yeah. like as you continue to dive into it and to just go further, it just the, the emotions get different. Like you're more calm. You're more the joy is crazy. Like, so what I said that happened when we started that podcast for Wednesday night. So that was only a month or so ago right. that I have come to recognize the enemy's voice in my head. Right, like. And when I did, man, it was like, okay, I hear you, right. and I got you. Like, right. And <laughs> I've done that before, too. And then there's been times where I've missed my shot, and mm-hmm. I, like, let them attack me. And it's like, what the heck, you know? But it's it's just one of those things where you have to constantly get back on get back on the right. track. Like, get back on track. Constantly dive into it and learn more and really understand yourself. And, and, and know the truth that the Lord says that has for you. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know that, then how can you fight off the enemy and all these negative thoughts? And I just want to say, you know, there is no your truth, my truth. There's one truth. There's the truth. The truth. And that's it. And it's finished. Absolutely.